Book Two, The Island Adventures, Chapter Seven of the Book of Missionary Heroes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Book of Missionary Heroes by Basil Matthews. Chapter Seven. The Daybreak Call. John Williams. Date of Incident, 1839. Two men leaned on the rail of the brig Camden as she swept slowly along the southern side of the island of Aramanga in the western Pacific. A steady breeze filled her sails. The sea heaved in long, silky billows, and the red glow of the rising sun was changing to the full, clear light of morning. The men, as they talked, scanned the coastline closely there was the gray stone-covered beach and behind the beach the dense bush and the waving fawns of palms behind the palms rose the volcanic hills of the island the elder man straightened himself and looked keenly to the bay from which a canoe was swiftly gliding he was a broad sturdy man with thick brown hair over keen watchful eyes his open look was fearless and winning his hands which grasped the rail had both the strength and the skill of the trained mechanic and the writer for john williams could build a ship make a boat and sail them both against any man in all the pacific he could work with his hammer at the forge in the morning make a table at his joiner's bench in the afternoon preach a powerful sermon in the evening and write a chapter of the most thrilling of books on missionary travel through the night Yet next morning would see him in his ship with her sails spread, moving out into the open Pacific, bound for a distant island. It is strange, Williams was saying to his friend Mr. Cunningham, but I have not slept all through the night. How came it that this man, who for over twenty years had faced tempests by sea, who had never flinched before perils from savage men and from fever, on the shores of a hundred islands in the south seas should stay awake all night as his ship skirted this strange island of eramanga it was because having lived for all these years among the coral islands of the brown polynesians of the eastern pacific he was now sailing to the new hebrides where the fierce black cannibal islanders of the western pacific slew one another as he thought of the fierce men of the eramanga he thought of the waving forests of brown hands he had seen, the shouts of, Come back again to us, that he had heard as he left his own islands. He knew how those people loved him in the Samoan islands. But he could not rest while others lay far off who had never heard the story of Jesus. I cannot be content, he said, within the narrow limits of a single reef. But the black islanders were wild men who covered their dark faces with soot and painted their lips with flaming red yet their cruel hearts were blacker than their faces and their anger more fiery than their scarlet lips they were treacherous and violent savages who would smash a skull by one blow with a great club or leaping on a man from behind would cut through his spine with a single stroke of their tomahawks and then drag him off to their cannibal oven 
john williams cared so much for his work of telling the islanders about god their father that he lay awake wondering how he could carry it on among these wild people it never crossed his mind that he should hold back to save himself from danger it was for this work that he had crossed the world let down the whaleboat his voice rang out without a tremor of fear his eyes were on the canoe in which three black aramongans were paddling across the bay as the boat touched the water he and the crew of four dropped into her with captain morgan and two friends harris and cunningham the oars dipped and flashed in the morning sun as the whaleboat flew along towards the canoe and when they reached it william spoke in the dialects of his other islands but none could the three savages in the canoe understand so he gave them some beads and fish-hooks as a present to show that he was a friend and again his boat shot away toward the beach they pulled to a creek where a brook ran down in a lovely valley between two mountains on the beach stood some aramongan natives with their eyes half fierce half frightened looking out under their matted jungle of hair picking up a bucket from the boat williams held it out to the chief and made signs to show that he wished for water from the brook the chief took the bucket and turning ran up the beach and disappeared for a quarter of an hour they waited and for half an hour at last when the sun was now high in the sky the chief returned with the water williams drank from the water to show his friendliness then his friend harris swinging himself over the side of the boat waded ashore through the cool sparkling shallow water and sat down the natives ran away and soon came back with coconuts and opened them for the hymn to drink see said williams there are boys playing on the beach uh, that is a good sign uh, yes answered captain morgan but there are no women and when the savages mean mischief they send their women away williams now waded ashore and cunningham followed him captain morgan stopped to throw out the anchor of his little boat and then stepped out and went ashore leaving the crew of four brown islanders resting on their oars williams and his two companions scrambled up the stony beach over the gray stones and boulders alongside the tumbling brook for over a hundred yards turning to the right they were lost to sight from the water edge captain morgan was just following them when he heard a terrified yell from the crew in the boat williams and his friend had gone into the bush harris in front cunningham next and williams last suddenly harris who had disappeared in the bush rushed out followed by yelling savages with clubs harris rushed down the bank of the brook stumbled and fell in the water dashed over him and the aramongans with the red fury of slaughter in their eyes leapt in and beat in his skull with clubs cunningham with a native at his heels with lifted club stooped picked up a great pebble and hurled it full at the savage who was pursuing him the man was stunned turning again cunningham leapt safely into the boat williams leaving the brook had rushed down the beach to leap into the sea reaching the edge of the water where the beach falls steeply into the sea he slipped on a pebble and fell into the water cunningham from the boat hurled stones at the natives rushing at williams who lay prostrate in the water with a savage over him with uplifted club the club fell and other aramongans rushing in beat him with their clubs and shot their arrows into him until the ripples of the beach ran red with his blood 
the hero who had carried the flaming torch of peace on earth to the savages on the shores of islands across the great pacific ocean was dead the first martyr of aramanga when the camden sailed back to samoa scores of canoes put out to meet her a brown samoan guided the first canoe missy williams he shouted he is dead came the answer the man stood as though stunned he dropped his paddle he dropped his head and great tears welled out from the eyes of this dark islander and ran down his cheeks the news spread like wildfire over the islands and from all directions came the natives crying in multitudes Aue, Willamu, Aue, Tama. Alas, Williams, alas, our father. And the chief, Maliatoa, came into the presence of Mrs. Williams, cried, Alas, Williamu, Williamu, our father, our father, he has turned his face from us. We shall never see him more. He that brought us the good word of salvation is gone. O oh, cruel heathen, they know not what they did, how great a man they have destroyed. John Williams, the torch-bearer of the Pacific, whom the brown men loved, the great pioneer who dared death on the gray beach of Aramanga, sounds in a morning bugle call to us, to a reveille to our slumbering camps. The daybreak call. Hark, how loud and clear I hear it sound. Swift to your places, swift to the head of the army. Pioneers, oh, pioneers. End of chapter 7